Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast 2023 edition. Yay! Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Michael. I am a chaser. And today I am an excited 2023 boy, even though I just got sick. I was going to say I was a congested congestion boy, but we're not doing that one today. We're, we're keeping the vibes positive. No matter what happens this year, it's going to be a good year. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Nothing uh, can go wrong if I guarantee yeah. something like that. <laughs> That, that statement will be important later, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Hey there, everybody. My name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And today I am your ninja of illness. Oh. I have danced between the raindrops and escaped the Christmas season unscathed. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> oh, Until that's stabbing. Today. Stabbing. <laughs> Until today, Michael will be infecting me shortly. <clears throat> so. oh, no, it's been, I haven't had symptoms in like five days, so. Hopefully we're good. No, you just dab, kind of dabbed, and Dan, <laughs> dabbing came up, I think, in Glass Onion, and Dan was like, what's dabbing? I remember, oh. well, and then when you told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and professional chubby chaser. Professional. Professional, yes. My, I, have, I have a union card. I have everything. Um, <laughs> I think that's called being a prostitute. A scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sex workers do not keep scrapbooks of their work. How do you know? Because we didn't. Because you are one. <laughs> I mean, I think some do. They just call it a retirement mm. plan. Or a resume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway. Hi. <laughs> I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chub, and I am your, your 2022, and then you're like, oh, wait, no, it's 2023, so I got to make that two into a three. Oh, Boy. accidental. Yeah, so it's like, it kind of looks like three. What does um, it say about us that Trevor has the most sedate intro of the four of us this year? I got it out in our little uh, Patreon. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, if you want to see Trevor going absolutely <laughs> ham, <laughs> subscribe to Patreon now. Yeah, I appreciated the jazz hands. And while uh, we're on it, quick thank you to all of our Patreon yes. listeners. Thank you, And patrons. our non-Patreon listeners. And our non-Patreon listeners. All of our listeners. We've had some pretty... Pretty fantastic listenership. We have the stats to prove it. We've been so finally, listened. we've been statified. So <laughs> like, thank you. Like the hands on a mother's finger. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Explain this one. <laughs> you can't choose. We love all our listeners. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I mix two things. Wow. <laughs> I'm. This is this is why it's never wise to go into Trevor's brain without galoshes. Yeah. <laughs> Without a line to lead you <laughs> back out again. Right. Chainmail. <laughs> the breadcrumbs you leave get eaten. <laughs> there was a very silly video that I shared on Instagram. Uh, it was a little cartoon with seals. And it was so dumb, but it just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> not a rarity. And, uh, Can I just say as I said, has been not a rarity. Uh, I'm, if this, I don't know, if this makes it in, I'll share it in the episode okay. uh, description <laughs> because it is just so stupid, but I just thought it was so funny and that's kind of my brain. <laughs> also uh, on, on special news. Uh, so Lizzo's uh, uh, edit of her concert came out on HBO Max. <laughs> oh yeah. So if anybody wants to watch that, I think I'm pretty sure. No, I love definitely, this. Okay. I love it's this. us, right? Yeah. We are in at least one shot. Okay. But <laughs> You need to preface the, what you mean by shot, that. So, it's a uh, wide shot. It's Michael, a wide shot of 10,000 people. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I was expecting like I, a less wide shot from your text. So I like, I pulled it up and then I'm like, oh shit. No, well, you and can't got really up, see us. I got it, up and I went it. up over to the TV and I was like, okay. You know, squinting lady, hold, like on her, holding no, her knees. What being. I love is because there are close-ups. Like there's this one woman staring up in adoration at Lizzo. Mm. And then there's the wide shot of 10,000. And, you know, you're in that. We're in that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, it, but I, you I, can I, actually see the shirts. Like you yeah. can you can make us out. You just can't see faces. Anyway, I thought that was I exciting. Have, I have a distinctive shape. <laughs> when I am sitting down. Just look for the enormously adorable gumdrop. I think it's more like a, a big bean, like a, a, a properly soaked bean. <laughs> and then uh, Michael is wearing a light color, so you can kind of see, okay, there's a person next to the there's bean. There's a much and, smaller person. And then there's another bean on the other side. <laughs> on the other side, but he was wearing black, so it's harder to make out. Anyway... So we're immortalized forever in Lizzo's concert that's on HBO, so you should go check it out. Mm -hmm. We're at, oh, hold on. I have the time code. I can actually tell you guys. If anybody does, if anybody's curious enough to go look it up, we are oh. at 
uh, 20, what did I write this? 2857. Happy hunting. So, <laughs> so go check it out. It's, it's in the sort wine of shop. like Where's Waldo? Yes. <laughs> in black. If yeah. the entire thing were black. We'll give you quadrants. We'll tell you which quadrant of the screen we're in. Ooh, actually, okay. So the first listener to watch this and send us mm. the screen grab mm-hmm. and like circle us, if they get it right, I actually, this is real. I will send you a prize in the mail because I actually do a prize. Wow. We're doing our first giveaway yeah. ever. Oh my God. I'm impressed that you've managed to bring back the Lizzo concert for another 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. It'll never die. <laughs> Slam that button, Michael. Take us on. Okay. Uh, wait, which one is it? I don't remember. It's. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Bam, bam. This is very much the vibe I was going for with my little jazz hands in the paper. Whenever I hear this music, I'm picturing movie snacks dancing. Is, am I the only one? Yeah. And they take off their top Oh, I think it's far slicker. Let's all go to the movies. No, no. And only if the movies served like, you know, gin rickies and Manhattans. My movies do. Why don't they? If you want to see a snack serving. Ooh, good segue. A snack down. Uh... Eureka, Eureka O'Hara, yes, has a new video out, Big Mama. Mm-hmm. With a W. Yes. Mama. Ma- <laughs> Big Mama. Mama. <laughs> um, which is, it's a bop, it's a vibe, it is, I think, the energy it's, it's we got should bring into the year. Good New Year energy to it. Big Mama, she's got class and a whole lot of ass. She comes straight. It's, it's a fantastic video because it's very entertaining, but it also brings another element uh, to Eureka's, I guess, uh, career, which is acting. Whereas like a lot of music videos, it's just sort of big, fun, in-your-face set pieces, costumes, props, and stuff. Um, but this one, while the song is very upbeat and in-your-face and owning yourself, um, there is a storyline, a through line, mm-hmm. where Eureka, Eureka's acting, which is one of her sort of passions and sort of the conflict between being a big, loud, bold drag queen, but also wanting to be taken seriously, much like her idol, Divine. Mm-hmm. And being able to play a character in this music video who is a trans woman, uh, but still in like the male world, right? Still in the suits and the ties and struggling. Getting married. Getting mm-hmm. married, and he's you know playing straight, basically. Um, and sort of playing this character who, by the end of the video... Uh, finds acceptance with his wife. She presents him with a dress and like starts putting makeup on him. And um, Eureka gets to play this character and and actually do some acting, um, which is a passion of hers. And it's super, super cool because you get layers to it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Uh, her idol is divine, but now that you say it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's it's pure mm-hmm. divine. Yeah, you can totally see it. Yeah, and I, so I didn't realize this. I knew Eureka went by they them pronouns, but she actually came out as tr- as a trans woman. Yes. Um. Recently, it was this video the actual coming out action, or was this? this I think happened? it was part of it. I think okay. it was because uh, Eureka did post about that on Instagram, but I think this kind of coincided with. Mm-hmm. That uh, sharing that announcement, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not subtext in the video. It is the mm-hmm. the primary storyline of the video. Um, so y'all should check it out, mm-hmm. uh, watch it. You can also just listen to it on Spotify if you want. But I recommend the video. Yeah, the video mm-hmm. is worth is tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, moving right along. <laughs> We're flying right yeah. along <laughs> into out of an airplane. Into an airplane. Into an airplane. I don't, think, I don't think they ever made airplane. it on. No, no, they never made it on. No, I, this is an incredible story. So a Brazilian fat woman traveling with her not-as-fat family, apparently, uh, made it to Lebanon just fine, and then she's trying to go home to Brazil, and Qatar Airlines won't let her board because they say she's too fat and she needs to buy a first-class seat. And her and uh, and the, the woman's name is Juliana, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she argues that, look, I made it on all the flights to get here just fine. Yeah. Why don't you just let me board your damn airplane? 
Well, it doesn't go well. Uh, and they won't let her board and they won't let her board. And she had, and there's video of her not boarding. Yeah. And, um, eventually this is, this is, now this is the part where it's like, okay, a lot of fat people have been denied boarding where this gets really mm, is that she calls the Brazilian ambassador, which is where she's from. Yes. Yes. I mean, she's from Brazil. So she calls the Brazilian ambassador. It's not a question. (laughs) She didn't just call her ambassador. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most, most fat people who are denied passage don't end up calling the ambassador of any country. Right. Um, so she calls the ambassador. I think she, she missed her flight. So they, she had to spend the night. I think she was at the embassy Oh wow! and the, and the, the ambassador talks to the president of Qatar airlines and that's how they get her on the flight with no additional cost. And then she goes home to Brazil and she sues the airline. Mm-hmm. And even more surprising, she wins. She wins. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the part I was surprised by. And uh, she wins for getting uh, basically to get psychological counseling, to get yeah. all, all the trauma she went through. She gets uh, this, this paid for. And what's pos- this is the part that no article I've, I've seen has, has been able to answer. I want to know what the judge's legal reasoning was. Not that it was wrong, but <laughs> can we apply that? Can we steal that? <laughs> yeah. How, what was the legal reasoning that, that won her the case? Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious about that. And then, of course, the, just the celebrity angle of like, how did the ambassador get involved? I am interested I wonder- in the, the reasoning because it kind of reminds me of Going back to, you know, I don't know, it was one of our first episodes with the obesity as a disability case. Do you remember yeah. this in Washington State? Yeah, the, one of our original, it's, like, it's, uh, something. it's some things. Yeah, but I mean, um, Brazil is not exactly at the forefront of that. No, but it's like, I, I'm wondering if it's a similar thing where it's like, well, she's so fat, so obviously she's traumatized and they made it worse by doing this. So, of course, they have to pay for psychological kind. Like, I'm wondering if it's something I like I wonder, I'm going to throw this out there. I, th- I kind of wonder if there's anything additionally political to it. So, you guys are not soccer fans. I am. And the World Cup oh, was in Qatar. And Brazil oh. did not. Yeah. Well, nobody was happy about oh, it. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Qatar famously had, like, slaves building... Yeah. The stadiums yeah. of yeah. thousands of people died. No, I do. Death this is yeah. the only part of the World Cup I did follow. Yeah, you know, because it was a huge thing. Huge, yeah. And, you know, Brazil, you know, like many countries, but especially South American countries, they shut down for the World Cup. Like, it's a yeah. big yeah. deal. And so given that Qatar was sort of the villain of the World Cup, it's such a big deal in Brazil. And this happened at the exact same time. I'm kind of wondering if there was a political uh, aspect to it. Our detective. That. Where is this? Is, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, Mikael, I, that's uh, a really good observation. Call me Blanc. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you should call me Blanc. <laughs> Mon Blanc. <laughs> I think that is There's a, a brilliant reference. observation. Yeah. Well, well you, thank you very I, much. Did, did, Brazil, did, did Brazil win the world? Who won the world? No, Cup? no. Uh, Argentina, Argentina won. Plus. Brazil was a favorite to win, though. Yeah, I exactly. mean, they are always a favorite. But yeah. for people questioning why she contacted the, the embassy, yeah, you know, that's why that's one of the functions of an embassy is to help citizens of their country when they are stranded or in uh, true. Okay, okay, true, true. That very is true. So for all of you, whether you're fat or not, no matter what your reason, yeah. if you find yourself <laughs> lost <laughs> in a foreign country, your embassy is your friend. Oh no, did I move it? I moved it. Son of a bitch. The embassy is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work out. Oh, with a rim shot. I'm just glad it wasn't yes. the burp. <laughs> oh, yeah, I no, have that I, here. Don, you're I'm absolutely right. That clears it up. That I'm saving it, it for a good. Yeah. I anyway, think, good point, Don. I'm glad we didn't no. distract from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. And then, yeah, okay. So then the ambassador calls the president of Qatar Airlines. That's okay. Yeah, you're basically like, we have a Brazilian citizen here who is denied exit from your country yeah. by an airline who refused to seat her yeah. unless they extorted more money out of her. Okay, I get that. I get well, that. it worked out. And yeah, like Dan said, let's c- copy paste that, that uh, ruling. Yeah, how do you do that? Yeah, what was okay, the, now, yeah. this, is, this is not a thing against her, but I have to ask the question. Does a year's worth of therapy, like, I feel like if someone offered me a year's worth of therapy over this, I'm not sure how I'd feel. I'd feel like... Hmm. I don't feel like that's necessary for that well, one specific. I don't thing. think you're going to get anything else out of it. 
Does yeah. that make sense? Like, I don't think you're going to get money. Or... No, 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 I don't like oh, oh, from suing. I, I think see. that's the only thing you could sue for. Well, Especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think, if, and, and this is an amateur guy. I'm not a legal expert. I, I think, if I understand correctly, you could conceivably sue a company to say, like, you need to spend one hundred thousand dollars on educating your personnel on how to deal with fat people, or you know, creating programs where fat people can sit on your airplane mm. and that sort of thing. You can sue for that sort of thing. I think. So even if you can't get money out of it yourself, you could try and force them to put their money where their mouth is. Well, in either way, you've certainly shamed them into like exposing the soft underbelly, as it were, of an airline like that that's not treating people right. Mm -hmm. So maybe they would even just do it themselves. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> you never know. No. Um, they can yeah. follow on Google. So All right. I want on. to live in your optimistic shiny house. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for your newsletter. It's a zany place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Do you hear that, baby? We're here. It's a new year. Fat Watch 2023. Or I did it like Don Norman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Wait, well, what? Well, because... Every year we've kind of done a little something different for Fat Watch. There's been a different vibe. There's been a different take. There's been a different feel. Mm -hmm. And with all the, there's a lot of pending legislation for Fat Rights. And I thought it could be cool to look back at, like look back at NAFA history, look back at the history of the Chip Chaser community, um, kind of look at the the organizations um, like Big Mo, which was preceded by ABC, ABC. which was preceded by Girth and Mirth. Um, because I think we have two different camps of listeners. I think, well, I think three, I think there's the like people who are, uh, into, uh, fat rights, fat academia who are like, I don't really know a lot about, um, kind of this whole chub chaser world. Okay. And then I think we have chub chaser people who are like, Oh, I don't know a lot about fat rights stuff. Or, you know, I think also a lot of, um, younger listeners like the, you know, pre millennial and younger don't know about a lot of these organizations. And then I think there's just civilians who are like, I don't know about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it could be cool to start off the year with uh, NAFA's first January issue of their newsletter. So this is January 1971. Yeah. Issue three of <laughs> NAFA's newsletter. The organization was only formed in 1969. Yes. Oh, so this is way, way back yes. in their history. Yeah. This, this is, is like um, the third newsletter. And I uh, thought it could be cool to look at like the Bill Fabre, who is the founder of NAFA, who we've talked about before, has his president statement. And then also in it, uh, there's a look at this new thing called computer dating. Mm. <laughs> what could that be, Trevor? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was interesting because it's like so talking about, you know, that this new technology mm. and this new function and like computers for dating. And now it's like, I feel like people just, th that is the primary way people meet now. Well, I, I, feel like. I think it, you, it might need to be said as someone who lived through that era, computer dating in 1971 was not a website. There was no, no web. S computer dating in 1971 was you go to an agency and they put your characteristic on your characteristics and wants and desires on punch cards. Oh, yes. Wow. And it's basically a database, right? It's a database and they load your punch cards into a computer mm -hmm. and the computer picks compatible matches. Yeah. <laughs> so this was called NAFA date. Um, and there was a whole committee dedicated to computer dating. It was the computer dating committee. And they, uh, you, so it was limited. It was NAFA members in the greater New York area, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, and people could apply and be put into this database. And it, this is the start of it. So I don't really know how, how it went, how it <laughs> went. I mean, I think it went well. Cause I, um, find out next year. The next <laughs> <Disney Yeah. laughs> I think, it, I think it would take 10 years for this to be supplanted by video dating. Uh, -huh. <laughs> um, no, but there's a little, um, the, the newsletter has an example of what the form looks like in it. So your name, address, um, phone number, and then, you know, male or female, your age, and then the age range you're looking for, weight, height, education, highest level, complete. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and it actually doesn't ask what gender you're looking for, because that's implied by your own, own gender. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> religion, ethnic background. If you have any handicaps, would you date a handicapped person? Oh, um, 
end of end of, end of qualifiers. <laughs> that's it. Um, and how do they define you know so so called handicap? I guess that's not really that different from what how a website like Bigger City works. Yeah, it's just slightly okay. more sophisticated. Um, I think it's interesting looking at like where dating you know computer dating quote unquote was then, and then also um, so this is 1971. Uh, NAFA was founded in July 1969. At the time, there were 250 NAFA members in the entire organization, which is, I think, a lot at the time. Oh, yeah. Considering you're, you're, you're mimeographing newsletters and mailing them. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like people finding out like through word of mouth or the news or like mm-hmm. maybe a phone call from their, you know, Sophie, local, your college roommate. Local NAFA chapter. <laughs> yeah. No, there were. Well, there and were. so it. In 1971, they were starting to form local chapters. <laughs> that, that, that was, far. yeah, yeah, that because was they like realized they were too New York centric. And also, uh, there's an apology from Bill for that. There's nothing about clothing in the newsletter because uh, so NAFA primarily when it started was you know for people to meet partners to find out about plus size clothing and it was you know more kind of social minded stuff. Like there was fat right stuff happening, but so much of that at the time was just finding someone to love, finding clothes to wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it really had to be everything for all people. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so interesting looking at like now there's so much more, de- there are so many more dating opportunities for fat people, so much more clothing stuff. I mean, still not a lot, but comparatively, you know, mm-hmm. comparing to the fact that when the origin of NAFA was cause Bill couldn't get a, you know, he found one blouse in, in the entire city for his wife. Not for, the store, uh, the entire city. Yeah. And he didn't have a choice. And he's like, I hope she likes it. Yeah. Because um, it's the only one. And, you know, now these kind of, I mean, not Connecticut, but like a lot of the kind of founding areas of NAFA are where we are seeing legislation pending. That's true. Like New York, mm-hmm. Boston, inexplicably, yeah. somehow. Some good stuff coming out of this. Yeah. Uh, Don. How about you set up the main subject for us? So seeing as how it's New Year's and we're starting off on 2023, um, we're not necessarily huge on resolutions. Like we don't want to say, you know, swear an oath of what we're going to achieve in the coming year. I swore off resolutions. (laughs) My best resolution is to resolve no resolutions. But we do want to declare our intentions. I think that's a fair way of saying like, the things that we we see for ourselves or our wishes or our wishes. Projects. I thought his wishes. Like, what do you wish for yeah. yourself in 2023? And like, even in concrete terms, like I want this. I want an Xbox. I want, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> a valid wish. I have many wishes. All my that. gaming systems are obsolete. You're reminding me. I well, I think what, what's funny is that I said it because I was like, do they still make Xboxes? Yeah. <laughs> is that like Game Boy? Well, the, <laughs> no, they do. Anyway. Um, so we were talking and about. You know, uh, wishes for ourselves, wishes for our podcast as we move forward into the new year. And I'm curious, guys, what did I have one come up with? Michael, I have a wish that I'm kind of in process of actually like doing doing the thing, which is uh, okay. Short version: um, moving Mm. away from a city that has my best friends and family. Uh, found family, but also uh, besides that represents a huge amount of stress and doesn't really represent the kind of life that I'm looking. Yes, to listener. Live. He's trying to say that he's moving out of L.A. Out of L.A. Um, and th- I mean, this is not a new thing within our group, but we've talked about it and we're going to not let that affect the podcast to the degree that is possible. However, the point being that uh, finding a space and a place and a, a, to live that doesn't produce nearly as much stress as I experience living in L.A., um, and having a home environment, since Michael and I both work from home, that actually supports the things that you want to have. And uh, like having an office, for instance, I would love to have an office. Um, so where where did we end up? Well, there's a lot of requirements and I won't go into them, but the, the Venn diagram narrowed <laughs> in on the greater Vegas, Las Vegas area, um, which is not too far away. It's uh, drivable. You wouldn't necessarily want to drive it. I'm, I'm actually planning on coming back uh, once a month to stay, to impose myself upon Trevor and Dan. <laughs> Yay. Um, and so we get to keep recording at least some of the podcasts in person and do stuff like that. We have a very imposable guest bedroom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, slash Trevor's office. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, but that was very much built around like, I need to come up with a version of living 
because I work and live in the same place that uh, makes me feel good. So what is, do you have a wish or intention or highest intention that you the want to come out of The wish is to have a home that uh, is of a quality that I feel I deserve. Mm. And specifically that gives me a working space that uh, helps me focus. Because right now I have, it's all a combined space, right? Yeah, it's a one bedroom yeah. apartment. Michael and I both work in the same room that we also live in, that we play games in. And it's this hodgepodge mess, even when we try and keep it clean. And that makes it very hard for me. I think a lot of people would agree, like a mess of a living space makes it hard to focus. But mm -hmm. I think especially for an ADHD person, to like focus on the work that you have to do when there's just stuff around you distracting. And so having, being able to curate a work environment and then leave that work environment to- Go to another room. To do a, yeah, yeah to literally just go to another room, go to a back patio, go outside yeah. where it's quiet, all that stuff. Which isn't very affordable in most of LA. It's always, yeah. it's always hard when your workspace is an area you have to cross through to enter any other part of your life. Mm -hmm. That's, why, that's like, why I close my eyes. <laughs> I hit a lot of walls, but I'm in much better mental health. Yeah, but the way my, I mean, I, I don't think I'm giving you any like special secrets here, but like the way uh, your workspace is right outside your kitchen. Oh God. Yeah. So in order for you to like go from your living room to your kitchen, you have to walk through the place you work, which is going to bring work to your mind, mm -hmm. which is going to change the way you think oh, when I, you're not working. I think it's even more literal than that. Yeah. All the things you love to cook now infect your electronic equipment. Literally. Because they're five feet apart. Uh, that yeah. too. <laughs> that it's, it's all, well, that, then the points being that they're, it's all combined. Yeah. It's and, all hygiene, just different types. <laughs> yeah. And so being able to fix that. Yeah. Uh, and it is a, uh, let's see, three bedrooms plus an office. Ooh, so you found a place. So we, yeah, we found a place. Holy uh, moly, I didn't know that. Actually got the place that we were hoping to get. <gasps> uh, ying. So three bedrooms plus an office, which means we have a dedicated guest room, which is just, uh, we already have people saying, oh, we're going to come visit you in Vegas, which is a very weird <laughs> like conceptually weird. I, I haven't had this much space <laughs> since ever, I was a kid and ever. I had a house that I grew up in. So um, yeah. So anyway, wow. so that was my my long winded wish for this year. And you're gonna put a uh, you're gonna put a roulette table in the guest room, right? Maybe uh -huh. maybe a one arm band. Roulette, a little pool table. <laughs> have some craps in the other room. We have a back patio. I think that, I think that's required by law in for the uh, stripper Nevada. poles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who else has a wish for this year? I I have one. I have one. Um, when the pandemic hit, we were on the very cusp, listener, of going to London. Oh, that's uh, right. I yes. forgot about that. And it's it's a it's a heartwarming story <laughs> with tragedy and and levity <laughs> that Trevor tells about how you're like, we're not going. You know that we're not going. I'm like, no, you have to give me hope. You have to keep <laughs> hope alive. And like, no, pandemic killed that. It's like the end of Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh. <laughs> and so anyway, so I, uh, that's, and, and even at that point in 2020, I hadn't been to Europe in a while and I am so hankering to go. No. I have friends in Vienna I want to see. I've never even been to Vienna. Uh, I'd love to take Trevor to little gem cities like Prague and Seville. And I have no idea how he feels oh. about that. He's somewhat ambivalent, <laughs> but uh, I'm teaching him Spanish with puppets. That's right. I have not gotten a puppet lesson. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. In I've quite been, some time. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to be equipped. We have for a little puppet travel. cow named Bernardo. He's right over there. And Bernardo <laughs> uh, teaches teaches Trevor Spanish with, <laughs> with PowerPoint. <laughs> it's most amusing. Most amusing. It's most amusing. It takes him a long time to use those little puppet hands to type all that up. God damn it does. <laughs> So cut him a little slack, okay? <laughs> that sounds awesome. I, I I wanted to get I want to go to Europe, but probably like a year later. I think twenty twenty four is what I'm looking at. No, go during the recession. It's best then. Yeah. <laughs> Europe's on sale. This is cheaper. <laughs> I think this year I'm getting dragged in another direction. I think this year I'm trying to get to Hawaii. Oh. Um, and if, you know, if money comes in, maybe American Samoa too, just to. I think Samoa would be the whole distance. Just you know, the two sides of Samoa. Yeah. What about you, Trevor? Um, I don't know. I am looking to do more more seeing people and more event stuff. And actually, I don't really know how much I'm allowed to say, but uh oh, a goal is a uh, something with NAFA that would be in person in Los Angeles. Nice. Ah. Um, it seems like it's going to happen, and it'll be exciting, and it'll be an, an important thing, an in person thing. That's awesome. Um, that would be exciting. Do you yeah. have an idea of like what type, like just wish wise, what type of event you'd want it to be? Like what would be happening? Well, I mean, I know what it would be. I just, I don't think I am allowed to say 
Okay. What it would be. So this is a more. It would be like more a, of a tease than a a tease. Yeah, a little. Got it. And I'm hoping that it. <laughs> I'm can thinking this. pole dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, think I know it is complete opposite of pole dancing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but okay. it is. Um, I like. I think it would be exciting. And then also like with that, there's all this pending legislation in like New York and Boston. It's New York, New York, New York City, New York State, Boston, New Jersey giving uh, protections to basically different combinations of height and weight. Hmm. Uh, there would nice. be laws about that. And like Boston, possibly yeah. rallies in uh, New York, Ooh. which I would be Where it like, all I'm excited. Started yeah. in Central Park. Oh, true. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited for uh, like to be able to go to New York and also like maybe it's like it's business. I can say I'm here for business instead of just pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which always, I, there's been times when we, there's a, this one hotel. Oh yeah. We always check in at, it's like, oh, are you here for business or pleasure? And one time I was like, pleasure. <laughs> oh God. And it, it came out weirder than I, <laughs> I was going to. Weirder than that. I was going to say weirder than that. <laughs> Somewhere there's still a bellboy out there. Like you wouldn't believe uh, this guest we had. Oh, <laughs> we've, we have, we've. No, they know. There was a, we we compensate the bellboys yeah. admirably. There was a <laughs> veritable clown car of hot young men <laughs> coming in and out of that place. Uh, <laughs> that, that was my second wish for 2020. <laughs> a clown car of hot guys coming out of That's a hell of a wish. Uh, with you, it would have to be more of a clown bus. But, yeah. uh, so I, the one that I was thinking about doing... Uh, I think I swung a little bit off topic. I went a little bit more towards the resolution or resolve or willing into existence thing. A goal. Um, yeah, for me, it's, I think since, I was going to say through COVID, but I think it's been through since 2016. It's just been sort of an escalation of the world is awful. And it's it's definitely affected my optimism versus my pessimism. Mm. Um, so my I, I think the thing I've been working on is trying to, feel more like feel more positively about things and reframe things in more positive contexts. Mm. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because it is January 2nd as we're recording this and I can already report forward movement. I am very happy. Oh, um, so as I sit here recording this podcast with all of you, I still have a cracked tooth Ouch. Uh, that I was trying to get a root canal for before I left. It's not painful, but it, it occasionally causes some problems but last night while I was working at my computer, I felt a piece of the tooth fall off, right? Uh, and it turned out it was a filling by uh, the crack of the filling lost uh, and fell out. And let me just say that for a moment, it put me into a very negative frame of mind, right? I understand. It is I January I, 1st and I am starting off with cracked tooth. I have tooth falling apart. Like, ah, <laughs> but then the reframing came in. Oh, good. And what occurred to me was no. I tried to get the root canal before I left for Christmas. I wasn't able to because of some annoying insurance stuff. But the tooth held through Christmas. Ah, I had true. no pain through Christmas. Good timing. Good timing. Mm. You know, literally, it just held on and it stayed all the way through New Year's Eve. That's a great reframing. Yeah. I yeah. can't fault that. This tooth did good work. <laughs> this he's, filling did good work. He's been a loyal soldier. Yeah. yeah. So do I... Like I have the choice of looking at like in the moment, this sucks. But the reality of it is this was delayed through the worst possible time. It could happen. Mm -hmm. And, the, and it's inconvenient, but not unmanageable. So why am I freaking myself out and doing all this stuff? I so, love that done. I really love mm -hmm. that. This is, and I, I feel like this is the thing I need to do post COVID because yeah, COVID has yeah. gotten me into such a habit of looking at the cracked tooth and not what the tooth has survived. Yeah, mm. no. yeah, that's a that's a good metaphor because mm -hmm. it has been it's just been a the the state of the world as it were has been slowly chipping away yeah. at everybody's uh, teeth, uh, teeth <laughs> <laughs> cracking like a bad tooth. That's right. Uh, yeah. Some would so, say. <laughs> it's, uh, so I feel like you know I, I feel like a lot of us need to try to sort of will the better point of view into existence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And damn it, this year I'm going to do that work. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We do have a wish that we talked about for the podcast uh, mm -hmm. where we talked about our desire to do a live 
oh, yeah, events do, here yeah. in Los Angeles at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is not us saying we're going to do it. This is not us saying get ready for the announcement. Right. But this is something we want to do. It's an aspiration. Yeah. It's a wish. Well, and we might even, who knows, we might even do it in the Vegas area. Is that possible? I, I would assume it would be possible. Yeah. Um, you know, they just announced an event, Belly Rub Weekend, oh, yeah. is going to be in Los That's Angeles. Right. I forgot, in May. In Belly May. Rub Weekend? I know we yeah. have some listeners who are probably going to be going to what that event. Is what that? is that? I've never heard of okay, it. Okay, so Belly Rub Weekend is... Um, it's It's been a couple different things, because it's the, the event. It started off as a Gainer Encourager event. Okay. It kind of be- rebranded for a while as a bear... Bear run briefly. Oh, briefly. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, um, that's a switch. And I know it's a new no. ownership. We so I guess the answer is we don't really know what it's gonna be, but yeah. I would guess, given its history, it's anybody wants to show up's event. Okay. So you know it's yeah. if it's for you if you're there. And it's here. So the dates of the event, Belly Rub Weekend in Los Angeles, just sort of a save the dates. There's no details yet. Uh, registration will be open later in January, but the dates of the event are May 19th through 21st. It's it's not constructed like a Chub Chaser event. It's constructed more like a bear event where you stay where you want to stay. There's no host hotel mm-hmm. and they're going to have places to meet. Like meet up at this bar, meet Bars, up at this place for dinner. Restaurants. Okay. Uh, well, cool. So let, yeah, let we've been talking about a number of different things that we can do to kind of grow what we do with the podcast and particularly like we've loved... The interactivity in Vegas, Bigger Vegas last year, um, and being able to do more of that kind of stuff. And so maybe we can coordinate with uh, Belly Rub and see what we can come up with. And even if not, uh, I think it's still a wish and a goal to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, yeah, we want to we wanna do stuff. Does someone else have a wish or should I do my wish? I was trying, you should go. I was trying to remember my other one. I, I do, but I you do the first one. Well, no, because I mine is a good one to you tie want to go in. last. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, my other my other wish, and this has started to happen a little bit in 2022, is I wanted to do more events out, more theater in particular. We just got season tickets, um, which is, you know, it, it it sounds easy, but you know, when you, when your partner is a person of size, you, you, there's a lot more negotiation yeah. with a lot more venues. Mm-hmm. So we're having season tickets. I've begun the conversations with the season ticket box office about how this is going to work. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are, you know, there are a lot of different theaters in this. It's the center theater group. So they, they run three different theaters. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking to do this package, but anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more of that and really just sort of stepping up my game as a chaser and getting us to more fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can go straight into mine because mine is kind of the same thing of oh, like doing more and like we're going on a cruise. Yeah. In a couple weeks, which Fun. this was our second cruise that was supposed to happen like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, <laughs> trauma. <laughs> Push it down. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just like getting really excited and like, I don't looking forward to documenting it the same way I kind of documented our theater stuff. Oh, and like, you mean like trying, how you fit in spaces? Yeah. And also just like how we did this yeah. because yeah. there's a, like a lot of cool plus size travel stuff on Instagram, but I feel like it's still very much through this travel influencer lens mm-hmm. where there's a, like stuff is briefly talked about, but like, it's supposed to look fun and rosy yeah. and like, look at what we did. And um, here's how we did it. And like the, like, so, you know, going on the cruise, I have been trying to, for even like accessible tours for Royal Caribbean very frequently have weight limits, which I don't know if it's for, mm. I assumed I'm like, oh, is it the lift where it's like the, the van had the lift on the van for the, you know, it's a, cause it's a wheelchair accessible van cause it's an accessible tour mm. as a weight limit. And it's like, no, there's just a... Yeah, the, the the problem is that whenever you wade into the waters of the Americans with Disability Act and accommodation, the sort of default setting is wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And so if you don't need a wheelchair, it... It, and this isn't a this isn't a problem. It's just a, a, a bigger conversation. It opens up the door to well, what do you need? And what do you need is not something you can usually click a button for. Like you right. have to explain mm-hmm. it. You have to be in conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, the people that I've seen do the best job of this are the Broadway theaters, yeah. where there's actually a button you can click on some of this on some of like Master Ticketmaster whatever. Is there's even a button that's like, I need accommodation, but not a wheelchair. Nothing. Oh, good. Yeah. So, which I think is just their their little mailbox flag to go. Okay, contact this yeah. customer. Yeah. We need hands on support. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I know we're going to uh, Labadee, Haiti, which I was trying to find like, oh, I want to do something because it's just, you know, a new place, but it's all very active stuff like um, zip lining <laughs> and <laughs> scuba diving and stuff that I'm like, I'm not sure I'm really comfortable doing that. And I'm going to be traveling, mm. doing like a lot of travel for the first time in a long time. But I was looking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a scooter and I can just go around the port. You and like, you can just broken do that. your scooter cherry and now you're ready to go to town with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm awesome. I've broken it before, but it's like, yeah, he's long loved I, a scooter. And, well, oh, and okay. I like, I know with like, I've done it, uh, a ship before. And it's like, I want the option of having a scooter on the ship or at port just because I know, like, I know my body. I know that my body is also unpredictable. And like, I know ships and I know this one is bigger than our last one. Oh, is it? And I am probably going to want the scooter, at least for some of the toing and froing. And, and by the way, for anybody looking to do a cruise, it is remarkably easy to set up, a, um, to have a scooter delivered to your stateroom hmm. at a cruise. I think they might require that you have an ADA room. So that kind of matches yeah, up. They, they asked us if we had an ADA room. So I don't know if that's a requirement or just. Uh, heads yeah. up for them but anyway the point is that it is it's more it's easier than you might think it's like a couple of phone calls nice yeah so i don't know i will be documenting i'll be posting stuff i'll be sharing stuff um and i think this is the perfect segue into our tip <gasps> oh we which, do have a tip um yes we do excellent oh uh, i am actually gonna can you go grab it from our dining room table just because it is okay. a dan it look, it got me a like, christmas gift it looks like that but it, it's folded. <laughs> can I tell the story of how I got it? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Okay. Oh, this looks like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so for Christmas, Dan got me a foldable <laughs> version of my grabber. So it's, it's his grabber. That's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, one night we were watching... I don't know, we were watching television or something. And Trevor said like, ah, oh, I wish my grammar, my grabber folded up. Oh. And I was like, oh. Register that. <laughs> Keep it, lock it in your brain. And um, um, I, I, I actually, I'm on the mailing list of a number of different uh, rehab and accommodations places that, that sell everything from grabbers to things to help you put your socks on and all that good stuff. Hmm. And they had a foldable grabber. And you think, well, why do you need a foldable grabber? Well, for travel. So that you can put your, mm-hmm. you can literally put your grabber in your suitcase. Uh, you could put it in a tote or in bag. in a carry-on. Yeah, in a tote bag. That is, I mean, it's probably about, I'd say 16 14, inches. Yeah, 14, 16 inches long. Yeah. Folded. Folded. And um, so it's, 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 and obviously it's light. It also, it has that handy thing that grabbers, some have, some don't, where you can rotate the handle and the grabber uh, 90 degrees. Right. So you because sometimes your 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 grabber is in the wrong position and you don't want to rotate your hand like that yeah i mean that looks very very handy mm-hmm. um and slick and as i said like a gun when it's folded <laughs> <laughs> well only because it has a has a really cool hand giant trigger on it has mm-hmm. a trigger and a really big hand i was kind of hoping when you pulled the trigger it would automatically Just like, like reform <laughs> and shoot forward yeah. <laughs> go well, go he, gadget grabber <laughs> well it even has like it has a lock on that hinge yes so which i didn't realize at first i was like oh i'm like i'm you know, I was just kind of playing with it. I'm like, okay, how does it, how does it move? How does it, how does it feel? And I was like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, I wish it locked. And then I pressed the little thing. I'm like, it does lock. Because <laughs> it has to. Otherwise, it would be like trying to use a wet noodle to pick up stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, so I'm definitely going to bring it on the ship. But I was thinking, I'm like, on the, the ship, I feel like it'll be a little less necessary because of how they've, I mean, I'm going to. All the food's on the table. no because of like just everything is so designed so that nothing gets like can get lost anywhere just imagining trevor going to the lido buffet (laughs) with his grabber just like walking down the aisle grabbing things where you can can get so close to the buffet in in a scooter (laughs) (laughs) this one's mine (laughs) it reminds me of that jump in that routine you know skinny skinny people i love you but god damn it stop dawdling in the buffet grab and move grab and Move, grab, and move. <laughs> Why do I, so, I like so desperately want to see Trevor in an action movie now with like a shooty grabber thing on it? <laughs> oh, on a you scooter. kidding? He's the next you know? Doc Ock. Yeah, that'd be amazing. 
Hello, Peter. <laughs> Eight grabbers come out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's um, bring this. Let's let's I, I will share it in the in wow. the, the episode description. Since this is an episode where we're talking about New Year's resolutions and wishes and resolves, oaths came to my mind. And there's so many interesting ways that we have taken oaths throughout the years. God damn it! Like that? Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> not so much swearing, but swearing an oath. Oh, oh, oh. Right? So, um, for example, in modern days, we generally take an oath by doing so while placing our hand on a holy book, like the Bible or the Quran, or on a secular text like the American Constitution. But before there was a Bible or a constitution, what did the people the Bible wrote about put their hand on while swearing an oath? Okay. These have, 10, 10 commandments. Yeah. <laughs> a I bowl have four of choices blood. for you. Uh, choice one, an animal that was believed to die if the oath was broken. Well, <laughs> I wasn't okay. far off. Uh, two, on the life of a child, wife, or parent. Okay. Three, on a weapon they would give to the person they were making the oath to, hmm. or on their penis. <clears throat> I'm going to say family member, like wife, child. I think it depends parent. on the culture. Like I can see like Vikings swearing on I'm, their sword. I'm specifically but talking Italians about would, the people the Bible wrote about. Oh, the people the Bible. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good for you. I'm, I mean, I'm going to say family. Family. Okay. We got two for family. I'm going to say animal that was said to die if you broke your if oath. you broke your oath. Okay. Yeah. We got two families and very, one animal. Yeah. It sounds very biblical. That sounds very Jewish. Yep. <laughs> uh, but the correct answer is in fact on their penis. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in biblical times, to swear a sacred oath, the swear made their oath by holding on to the oath giver's genitals. Since you were generally the one giving the oath, it would be your own genitals. So you, you would, wait, wait. So if, you, if I'm making the oath, I hold my penis. So here's, here's yes, exactly. You okay. are swearing on your own dick. Uh, for example, here's a passage from the Bible. Abraham said to the senior servant in his household, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord that we will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and swore. I think that's so, a very different Lord than we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, do you do that because if you break your oath, no, but it was because it wasn't his own penis. Well, in that situation, it wasn't. But, but if you break yeah. the oath, does that mean you get castrated? Is that I the threat? I think that's sort of the implication. Or you're some, oh, someone owes someone a hand job. Oh, boy. oh, oh, I guess it could go either way. Yeah. I'm swearing to God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. All right. In early 19th century Ireland, what did people throw out the front door on New Year's Eve in order to ward off hunger for the coming year? The English. <laughs> One, ashes. Two, a dead, or, a dead animal or person. Three, a cake. Or four, a child. Oh, I'm going to say a cake. I'm torn between ashes and I a think child. Ashes. <laughs> I think ashes because I don't think the Irish would waste food. I could be wrong. Ashes. And children? What about we have that? one ashes? Oh, they we would have waste children. <laughs> we have ashes and cake. I'm going to go with ashes. Okay, I don't like it, but it seems right. A double serving of ashes and a serving of cake. Yeah. And the curious New Year's tradition called the cakewalk oh. was recorded in Ireland in the early 19th century. According to the custom, the head of the household would take a freshly made cake, go outside and launch the baked good outside their front I door. I hate this. This was said to stave off hunger for the family of that house. That's for the coming not year. how ah. hunger works. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to lurk in the bushes and uh. wait, wait for them to throw the cake. We the have this and... delicious food. What are we going to do to make sure we don't go hungry? We're going to throw, throw the away. food out. <laughs> that is, in fact, how it works if you convince everyone else to do that tradition <laughs> and you run around with a big Oh, you net. go eat the cakes that are and on there, the ground. And there is an upside. It did give, it did give rise to the bunt trebuchet. <laughs> Which is used in this household <laughs> for, right. for baked goods delivery. <laughs> All right. Final question. The ancient <laughs> Japanese used to write down the text of the oath on a strip of paper that the swearer burned and ate the ashes of. What was this supposed to ensure? One, that the digested words would be passed on to the oath taker's ancestors who would ensure the oath was followed. Two, that the oath taker would forever remember the oath. Three, that if the oath was broken, the ashes would turn to poison and kill the oath taker. Or four, 
nothing at all. The emperor hoped this would cut down on the trend he saw in trivial or silly oaths being taken too often. <laughs> hmm. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, new rule. New rule, people. <laughs> if you're going to make an oath, you got to do this stupid thing every time. Uh, I guess it, have it passed on to your ancestors, I guess. So it's sort of a celestial game of telephone. Yeah. To, to sending on the oath. Yeah. Too? Like, okay. because if you take the oath and then die the next day, who's going to carry the oath on for you? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I don't like that. I'm going to go with, <laughs> uh, I say nay, nay. I'm going to go with, uh, that it's going to turn to poison. Okay. We got one for poison. Uh, and we got one for I'm gonna, the the final one. <laughs> Too many goddamn oaths. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, this is the all. this is the standard. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what you do now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, the correct answer was in fact uh, it was poison. Yay! It was believed that the ashes would turn to poison in your gut if you broke the oath and kill you. But that that's only good for like a day or two, and then. He's- Oh no. Oh no, Michael. <laughs> no, the ashes stay. They hang around. Okay. Until you fulfill the They're promise. Undigestible. <laughs> and then on the day that you fulfill the oath, you'll have a black poo. <laughs> so Trevor, if our dear listeners would ashes. like to swear an oath to us, <laughs> where can, can they, they do that? that? We're on Instagram and Twitter as Son of a bitch! At Big Fat Gabe Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. Mm-hmm. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Uh, maybe you're... <sighs> Guys, we made it. You're an oath. <laughs> we got here. And you're on a piece of paper and you're, you're burning up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because if someone breaks you, you're going to... Turned to poison, poison in their stomach. So they better watch out. Oh, goodness. <laughs>